Oh, what's up? This is Gabriel Hodder of Primal Fear. Matthew Ullman of Primal Fear. And this is Adrian Soriano of Primal Fear. And you're listening to Three Count Podcast. Everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Into the Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like, you know, all these episodes that I've gone through and asked you, everybody should just be saying it with me, I am your Sherpa, or you know, you sitting in here watching us right now, you would say, you know, you are my Sherpa because that's what I am. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's in ring. And you can find these guys at SKPW. You can find them at Rise, PPW, PF, uh, MFPW, ROH, TCW, 1CW, and IWA Vintage Pro Wrestling. They are Gabriel Hodder, Matt Omen, and Adrian Soriano. Primal Fear. What is up? Thank you for having us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us on. How you doing? Hell damn, after listening to all them places, I'm like, damn, have we really been to all them places? Like, yeah. damn, we did all that? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's really cool, though, because, like, full transparency, like, when I get to go through and do research and then, like, remind our guests of where they've been, they're like, man, I never really thought that we've been to that many places. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Intel is great. Right. Must, mean that we're, <laughs> must mean we're doing something right, you know? Facts. Actually, so what's funny is like I caught you guys on ROH and then like started like backtracking and following you guys right before like every when you know, ROH obviously you know closed off. And then I started started following with you guys and then we ran into each other at One CW and I was just like these are a bunch of dudes I can just look back and just like ask all the questions and like learn so much from them. Yeah, we hope yeah. so, man. That's how we like to portray ourselves. Despite the uh, the crazy net- the nature of our wrestling characters, we're pretty uh, laid back, chill guys oh, outside pretty- of it. <laughs> what were you saying, Gabriel? So we're all, we're all pretty approachable, uh, normal guys, you know. Just not when the gears on. Yeah, the gears on. It's different. <laughs> or when I'm hungry, yeah. I get hungry a lot. <laughs> I mean, don't we all though? Like, I'm gonna be honest, like. These long ass road trips, like going to wherever, I'm just like, dude, like I gotta stop and get a snack, or else, like when I get there, people are like, hey, blah 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 blah, it's good to meet you, and I'm just like, yeah, Cliff, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how there, bro. There's some people out there that can go all day without eating. They'll be perfectly fine. I'm like, yo, how do you do that? Like I'm hungry like every two hours, and then the mood just starts to swing and. <laughs> These fucking hamsters. <laughs> you get in the hamsters. <laughs> next. <laughs> We're like, someone's oh, either catching me. Someone's either catching me like the nearest Burger King, or they're catching these hands. But someone's <laughs> gonna make a decision <laughs> before oh, you. Know. Something's eating fed. <laughs> Yo, so. <laughs> for some of us who really like, for a lot of listeners and viewers out there, let them know who is Primal Fear. Uh, three hungry dudes, man, that are going to do whatever it takes, you know, to get to where we want to be. And, like, that's not pro wrestling, promo, character talk. Like, that's real life. Three guys that have been together, doing this together for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, I think almost eight years. I've been wrestling almost eight years, and... I've been with Primal Fear for seven of them. You know what I mean? And, like, it's the truth, man. We're just hungry, and we want to make it to the big show, whatever. Yeah, it's like, uh, like we're three guys. We're not the biggest guys. We're not the fastest guys. But, like, man, we're some dogs, man. Like, I'm pretty fight. fast. Yeah. But we're, you know, we're not the strongest or the fastest, you know, but, you know, dogs man you bring the fight out of us we'll fight no matter how big or strong you are and what keeps us what what makes us different from everyone else is you put us together we'll take anybody you know like you might be able to defeat us whatever whatever but the three of us together versus three anybody in the whole world and that's different you can't top us yeah just know that primal fear doesn't hold us back but it might hold you back against us I think that's the one thing about you guys is, like, I know watching you guys just throughout, like, the last couple of years, like, you guys, it, it's like watching a weld oil machine just kind of run, like, uh, 
I guess for me to like equivalate it, it would be something like, um, you guys have obviously been doing this longer than who I'm going to mention, but obviously like there's the homage to pay, but like, it's like watching house of black. Like you all bring a different style to the, to the whole scene, but you all like when you guys get together, it's just like watching, like you have like three great sports cars and you put them all together. And then you guys have like this super sports car that was just like <laughs> soft. And it's really cool. Like watching you guys all work. Cause we're like, so well. You know, like Power Rangers, we're the Megazord. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're pretty First cool arm. by ourselves, but you put us together and you're going to get your ass beat. <laughs> I was actually hey, that's what it's all about, man. Got to be cohesive. <laughs> but it t- took a lot of practice for us to get, you know, as cohesive as we are today. And, like, we're still oiling the machine. We're not perfect, but we're a lot better than, like, when we first started. Um, we're still training every week we're putting in the time in the ring to make sure that the machine runs as well as it needs to so that you know the work never stops i was like i think that's the important thing is that like you you got to be training constantly because if you're not like at one point like a gear will you'll miss a gear and then you're just gonna be like what the hell man like you know this is what we talked about and i feel like a lot of people right because like i've only been doing this for two years which is just for me, it's just crazy to think about that. I've only been doing it for two years, but I think about it all the time where I see a lot of people who are just like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't go to training anymore. I just, you know, I, I start learning stuff in the ring. I was like, you should practice that stuff before you just like try it in a ring. Yeah. I mean that, like that last sentence you just said is something the three of us are pretty like, I don't know if I've ever done anything in a match where, you know, I haven't, practiced it before you know even if that means you know walking through it before the show but like i'm never something i've never done before unless it's something like pretty gnarly like falling off a ladder or something like yeah i'm gonna practice it i don't know i think working on your craft is very important especially if you want to like try to make it in this business and it just doesn't have to be like the in-ring work too you know it can be character development promo work like all that stuff needs practice man you're not gonna pull it out of your ass like at any time you know it it all takes mental preparation physical preparation and uh that's what it's all about man just being ready whenever the time comes Yeah, I was like, I was, I'm watching, and I was like, I, I, I don't know. It's crazy to think that there's some people out there who are just like, yeah, I'm just gonna try to wing this out, and you're just like, man, like, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. And it's something that I've learned too, especially for me, is like, as soon as you feel uncomfortable with something, like, just don't do it, because otherwise, some, some serious shit could go down. And it's like, I don't understand, like, where people think that, oh yeah, I'll just take this bump whenever it is that I can, I can get into. So the question leading up to this is. Each one of you got to have one of these stories. So I'm very curious about it. But what's been your worst bump you've taken? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I know a thousand percent what mine is. Ten thousand yeah, percent. Me too. Uh, I don't know if you know who uh, Chuck Payne is, but he's a big dude, man. He's probably six six, six five. Probably you know, like forty. Yeah, probably yeah. three forty, three fifty, man. And uh. He gave me a side slam once, but, like, in a pony ring, you know? So, like, one of them rings that are only, like, four or five inches off the ground. And, man, he gave me that, and I rolled out. And I remember laying on the floor and just thinking, like, I don't think I'm going to get back up and finish this match. Like, that hurt so bad. How about you, Matt? So, Wrecking Ball. I knew it. I knew it. So I don't know how somehow we got into a spot where it was great for me. Oh yeah, it was great for you. Uh somehow he had Gabriel in a power bomb position and I was in he caught me in a crossbody. And he power bomb world strongest slammed us at the same time and he was fine. Gabe came out of this fine. Oh, he crushed me completely. Every single part of my vertebrae cracked. I lost all my air and I was Thank God he pinned me. It was an elimination match. He pinned me right then and there because that was it for me. I was not getting up anyway. So I was like, oh, good thing you pinned me because I'm not going to kick out. 
Yeah, I don't know if this this the the story I'm about to say is from the same match, but it was from another one of the uh, elimination style matches. So Monster Factory every year they have an event called Turkey Slam, and it's kind of like their WrestleMania, and they always hold these Survivor Series type style elimination uh, matches five on five. And so there was a spot in the match where everyone's, you know, diving on each other, diving on each other. And I think I was one of the last ones to go. So everyone's already on the outside, like huddled up, waiting for me to dive onto them. And I get up top and I'm like, I just want to be super easy. Everyone's there. You know, I'm good. And when I go for this wonton bomb, somehow I go right through everyone. There's like a little hole in, in the big group of people. And I just flat first up uh, on the mat. And that shit hurt so bad. It was just a crowd of people, and I somehow managed to fucking dive right through everyone. It was awful. I was so mad. <laughs> I remember that too, because I just remember. Uh, and mind you, I think we were like, we did like three of those Survivor Series yeah. style matches, right? Like back to back to back. We were like yeah. main eventing that those uh, the shows. And I just remember. I guess there was like a big pull apart. Was it the pull apart? Yeah, it wasn't the dove? match, Manny. It was the pull apart when you dove. I think it was to set up the match. Well, regardless, well, because I, I don't still I was, I was, missed I was, everyone I and landed flat on my back. And I was watching you jump, and I just heard. Yep. And whoever was like holding me back from the pull apart. I was like, get the fuck off me. I was like, I think Manny just died. Get off of me. Yeah. That's all I remember is people holding me back, and I heard flat. Yeah, I'm like oh my god, like I'm like get off me. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. And the one time I got my like scalp ripped open. Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah, uh, so my opponent was in the corner, and he went to like bandera me to the outside, and somehow my hair got caught like with his arm in a rope, and instead of like my hair getting ripped off, like uh, the sensation of the pull just ripped my scalp open. So yeah, I continued the match. Like it, like I, like I felt a little yanked by then. Like think anything of it until after the match. I was like, man, like something feels funny. I rubbed my head a little bit. I looked at my hand, saw blood. I was like, what the fuck? And then uh, I asked people to look, and it was just a big like slit. So I had to go to the hospital. Got a few uh, staples in my head. And yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so true. I feel like so crazy in this is that. So I've I've only imagined like those those big clusters like right on the outside and like think about like people who dive out there and stuff and I've watched friends like jump off and do backflips and stuff like that into them and I I think for me you know because like you see them like on WWE and AEW like all the time go off like successfully right like everybody gets caught and they all go down but on the NDC and it's not like that I feel like it's about seventy percent of the time I see people just smack the ground I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, no. Everyone yeah. sucks. <laughs> a lot of people don't know how to catch properly. That's how that ends up happening, you know? And it's something I don't know if that's something that's really taught. Hey man, but but catching but catching people when they dive sucks too, man. I like I I messed my shoulder up not too long ago catching somebody doing a dive to the outside. And, you know, it sucks both ways. It sucks. <laughs> it's supposed to hurt, I guess. I don't know. I'm about to quit. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I trust me. Like, uh, I I have like this uneasy feeling because like people always tell me to like, dude, you should learn to dive. I'm like, no. One, I'm 36. Like, there's no diving for this guy at all. Like, and two, if I am diving, like I'm coming off the apron, I'm just gonna hope that somebody catches me because if I splat because one person didn't catch me, now I'm really gonna be pissed when I get up. Yeah. A lot of that though comes from you know you gotta trust the guy that you're in there with, you know? And that's the thing is a lot of these guys aren't trained properly, unfortunately. And that's how things like that happen. And people get really hurt. I mean, people have gotten really, really hurt not getting caught on dives. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of that. And you just got to be crazy, too. You just got to say, man, screw it. I'm doing it. Like, we, me and Gabe have a move where uh, uh, he, like, he's on all fours. Like, he's on his knees and on his hands. And I'll, like, jump off of his back to the outside. So that's giving me extra hang time into the air and and the mom in the air man it's just my eyes are closed and i'm just praying to god <laughs> i saw that and we did that a few weeks ago and i did like a drop kick to the ropes and i kind of hold the rope down and he jumped over and i saw it in his face he's hitting that last step like oh here it goes 
<laughs> you go flying, it's like there's no going back now. Once you're yeah. in the air, they better be. You got to commit to it, man. You got to commit. <laughs> I, I would just say, don't dive in if if you're wrestling a show on the indies and there's a concrete floor and there's yep, no, no dive, no carpet, no padding. Don't do it. Not even worth it. Not even no. worth it. I Unless know you're doing some house show plancha, maybe. Yeah, where you can feet, land on your feet. Yeah. Then okay, but other than that, if you if it's between you and God, nah. <laughs> keep, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. I know uh, one of my friends. He was like super nervous because he had never done a he'd never done a moonsault before, and that was the one thing I told him. I was like, "You have to trust yourself that you're gonna get over because you will if you trust yourself. If you don't, you freak out. Like you're just gonna you're just gonna eat shit, and it's gonna yeah. I mean, yeah. that's really that's for anything, you know. Like a lot of times when we're helping train some of these younger kids, and you see them. You know, whether they're taking a bobby slam or taking a hip toss or whatever, they only, you know, they get hurt when they hesitate and you hesitate because you don't trust yourself. You need to you need to trust yourself. And that, you know, that goes for anything really in wrestling. Yeah. And plus, like in like in opponent. like in real life, like we all had to like if say if we slip, if we were to slip outside, like the instinct is to like try and like break the fall. You know, you put your hands down, you like you try to break the fall while in wrestling it's the complete opposite. Like if you're gonna take that bump, you got hands away from the from the floor and like you gotta take that bump. So it's uh it's very uh different. Yeah, go, and it's it goes something... against all of your natural instincts. Right. Yeah, I feel like whenever so I'll be I'll be like watching like training going on right, and I try not to say anything because like one like my my trainer's like what do you see that's wrong? I was like, well that guy's trying to put his elbows down on a power bomb. He probably shouldn't do that if he wants to keep his shoulders mm-hmm. intact. And then he's yeah. like, good, say something to him. I was like, you you should keep your you should keep your elbows uh, up so you don't tear your shoulders out. Because <laughs> I'm like I'm not willing to be like, hey stupid, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes people learn the hard way, man. Put your elbows down. It'll, you know, they'll oh, be hurting for the next week or so. Dude, my elbows, when I first started wrestling, used to be destroyed. There's nothing worse than taking a bump, man, and landing on your elbows. That I actually hurt my elbow this past weekend. It's a little bruised up. Uh I mean, but the move that I do is kind of like hard to like control myself when I'm falling. It's, it's a single leg drop kick in the corner. Like dudes in the corner. I'm on the opposite side. I'm running full speed. I'm Luke Kane kicking his ass. Boom. And then when I fall, it's just kind of like, well, let's see what happens. <laughs> Same as like Daniel Bryan's like running uh, drop kick in the corner. Some similar to that. <laughs> so, you know, some things are you know. Yeah, but you know, like. I feel like Daniel Bryan, like his drop kick in the corner, he he's hit this, he's hit that that same kick probably like a million times, and I feel like he lands the same way every single time. There might yeah, be he somehow time grabs like the top rope when he does the kick. I think that's what I'm gonna need to start doing. Yeah, it grabs gnarly like, though when he does it, man. He does really good now. He he controls himself very well now. Back in the day, he just shoot like the way you do it. He's just shoot and land. Now you know concussions and stuff. <laughs> Got to care yourself a little more. That's how you learn, yeah. I don't take the inside out bump no more. Well, it's also because I didn't wear my elbow pad neither. The um, one day I forget to put on my elbow pad, I mess my short, my elbow up. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, bro. I feel like that's. I feel like that's like the MVP of like people's gear. Like, if anybody doesn't realize, like elbow pads are like lifesaver <laughs> no knee pads are lifesavers, yeah, yeah. bro. i don't know how I, I some do. people wrestle without knee pads because my knees would be destroyed right now i'd be in a wheelchair right now i wouldn't even be able to walk like even being on my knees in the ring sometimes hurts like yeah like what are you kidding me like i instantly go and put my knee pads up if i, if I do that like no nah, yeah, that's unbelievable me? Like, yo, I'm only 30 years old. My knees should not be hurting when I'm walking. Or maybe 30 years old is the age when your knees start hurting when you walk. No, no, My no. knees have hurt since I was, like, 18, dude. Oh, damn. <laughs> you got old man body, bro. I really do. We're 26 so... going on 85. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. Like I said, I've been in for, like, two years. I wear, I wear double knee pads because I definitely – had a lot of veterans come to me and be like, hey, you need to wear knee pads and then find a knee pad that you can wear over your knee pad. Yeah, and then I tell people, like, you know, 
I get it. Some people don't want to wear them on the shows. It doesn't go with their look or whatever. But like, man, if you're training, you should be wearing knee pads and elbow pads and everything, you know? A helmet. Yes. WWE, they wear helmets now when they train. I think the beginners wear helmets, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I was telling. I've, I've told people, I was like, listen, like, if you guys have ever seen Little Giants, like, you should be looking like that man with the balls. Yeah. <laughs> people so, don't realize listen. how much it hurts, man. That's the number one question I get. People are like, people don't ask me so much, oh, is it real or whatever? The first thing is like, oh, it hurts. And I'm like, yeah, it's awful. It's, yeah. It sucks. I've been hit more in my face doing that than any, like, combat training. Yeah, ever. right. Yeah, I actually just so my front tooth, uh, my bottom tooth is actually chipped out because I got punched in the mouth by uh, a friend in a practice match, and uh, then I was at uh, so I'm sitting at uh, and that happened like two months ago, and I'm sitting at AEW in Baltimore, and randomly I was like, oh, there's like a lot of pressure on my tooth. What the hell's going on? And I reach in and just this giant piece of my tooth came out. Oh wow! And I was like. Jesus. Yeah, that's an art. That's very unfortunate, man. I'm sorry. Ruined your beautiful smile. <laughs> so Maybe made, made it better. Who knows? Yeah, that's character. Yeah. <laughs> people look at me, they're like, oh, hey, what happened to your mouth? I was like, yeah. So what happened when you get punched in the face? Mine happened by accident. <laughs> so is, is that there... what you're – are you training to become a wrestler? Or, I mean – well, I mean, I've been on shows, so I've definitely oh, been yeah, yeah. now for about 18 months, actually. So Okay. Yeah. Well, a little bit more. And where's the school? What's the school you're training at right now? So I trained with Sicken out of uh, Riot City Compound. I think is how he really addresses it now. Because okay. So. Where's that at? Where's that located? So we're in Maryland, actually, and Sicken's trainer was actually Ruckus. Okay. Oh, wow. That's super cool. Yeah, so it's really. How fun. you liking it so I mean, far? Oh, I love it. I love this whole thing, man. Like this whole journey's been like incredible, and you know, like coming from the military side, and then like trying to find myself and trying to figure out what I needed to do or what I wanted to do in life. Like getting into this because I've, you know, it's like everybody, right? And I would ask you guys the same question. You guys would probably say the same thing. You just you grew up as a fan, right? As a kid watching it, and then you wanted to do it. And for me, like all this stuff got in the way of life, and I was like, you know what? this is the time to pursue this dream and go after it. And so, yeah, it, there has been some, some nightmare turns, but for the most part, I feel like I've done pretty well and just had a lot of fun doing what I'm doing. I don't know. When I was a kid, man, I never like saw myself being a wrestler. I was very, I was uh, into art. Like I did a lot of drawing. I took drawing classes, art classes. I attended college for art, but it kind of just happened, man. Uh, me and Matt were in a band for a couple years. And then when that wasn't working out, Matthew threw the idea out of, like, just checking out the uh, Monster Factory in Paulsboro. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? Let's do it. I like wrestling. I've enjoyed it as a kid. We we play the games, the, like, the video games together all the time. So, yeah, fuck it. Why not? And then the rest is history. Well, yeah, I, always, yeah. like, I feel like, uh, like I've wanted to be a wrestler since I like like I've seen it I, I think I introduced maybe in like the mid 90s 96 97 and I, it wasn't until like 1999 2000 and I was like okay I want to do this like this is when I when I started seeing like the come up of the rock and triple h and stone cold and all these guys and even in like the influx of those mid carters at the time Jericho uh uh Dean Malenko Kurt Angle the more technical wrestlers like I was like man uh, I definitely would want to do this because I was already at the at that age doing martial arts and stuff like that. I wanted to be Bruce Lee as a kid. That was like my goal originally. Like I was four or five years old, I just wanted to be Bruce Lee. But you wanted to be a fighter, or you wanted to be in kung fu movies. I wanted to be in kung fu movies. <laughs> so like, <laughs> me and my dad would already like choreograph little like fight sequences when I was like five years old. And like getting into wrestling, he was like, "Yeah, that's kind of like what we do. That's like kind of like fight choreography." So I already knew it wasn't real when I was young, and I was like, "Man, I could do that." You know, we already kind of do that. So that's kind of like my mentality uh and i from there on for like until i got into high school i wanted to be a wrestler and then once you get into high school wrestling kind of just kind of got kind of corny a little bit uh, like the john cena and stuff just wasn't appealing to me 
Uh, it was, it was, it wasn't even that, that first John Cena, that was cool. It was like this little bit of time in the late 2000s, like 2010 ish before I graduated mm. high school. I was like, man, it's not that cool. Like it used to be like the wrestling used to be so cool. So that's, you know, I started playing music and we started doing a band and stuff like that. And that was fun. We were having a lot of fun doing it. It's just, you have to rely on so many other working pieces to make a band and it just got really complicated. So yeah, it did came off. We all were still getting together watching WrestleMania every single year. So hey, let's let's give this a shot. Fuck it, why not? You know. And then here we are. What about you, Gabe? Like, how did you get into? Uh, I actually have the complete opposite story of both of them. Wrestling was the only thing that's like ever been in my brain my entire life that I wanted to do. I was at uh, WrestleMania when it was in Philly. I was like a year and a half old, probably. Uh, I had my fifth birthday party at the Monster Factory where I ended up, you know, training. (laughs) So my whole life, it was it was really the only job, you know, like my high school yearbook. I got voted like most likely to be a professional wrestler. Like it was just always what what I was. It was the only it was either that or I wanted to be a stuntman. I was really good at falling down and making and being entertaining while doing it. I yo, that's such a <laughs> that's so awesome. Like, yo, man, we're either gonna go this or we're gonna go that. That's just that's the way we do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to be a little kid, you know, out on the playground taking flip bumps off the monkey bars and stuff because people were laughing. Yeah, me and Matt known each other since freshman year in high school. We met Gabe, I think, uh, was it our second year in the, like the business? Uh, a little before, I would guess your second year. Uh, 2016. So yeah, that's the following year. Yeah. So we joined 2015 is when we started. I thought you joined the oh, same December. year. I joined December 2015. Oh, okay. So yeah, 2016, I guess technically. Yeah, that's lit though. And it's cool that you guys have like this lineage now. Like you guys have like you guys have been around for a while. You guys kind of know each other in and out a little bit. And you guys have like figured out like kind of like you guys have grown together and like learned like everything that's going on. I'm curious, uh, what's been one of the hardest lessons that y'all have had to learn being in the business? Um, my new thing that I tell people and for myself, maybe just cause I'm a cynical, horrible person, but wrestling has taught me never get excited about anything <laughs> until it's over. Oh, God. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's true, you know, you could be told you're doing one thing, it doesn't happen. You can't get excited about things until, literally until it's over. Because that's the only time you know it's not getting taken away from you. Mm. I like that. I'm going to ask awesome. anybody yeah. else want to throw something else? <laughs> that hit me differently, you know? I wasn't ready for somebody to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that hit different. Uh, I don't know if you got something, Adrian, but... I can't really think of anything right now, man. It's just so many, like, we learned so much. I think, uh... Well, he was saying what bad something thing that I learned. Said bad thing? Like, yeah, like, that, like, sucked. Like, something we learned that, like... A hard time. lesson? Yeah. I think, I think there's more of a personal one for me, and it's just, uh, between the three of us, like, as a unit, pretty much just saying what you feel and how you feel, regardless of what the other person might think. Like, you're... Uh, feeling some kind of way about anything, you know, just speak your mind because that's the only way. Uh, I mean, I don't know, it's like move ahead and get like move forward or whatever, you know, because especially being in a team with two other guys, man, like it's all about communication. Yeah, I mean, this shit and, uh, is a relationship. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like, like if you're just a singles wrestler, you know, try doing it on your own, you don't, you don't, you don't have other people to like, you know, not say answer to, but like other guys, you got to like try to do stuff with. But me being with two other guys, like we have to make sure that, you know, we're always good, that we're always talking to each other, we're always communicating, regard, like uh, say what you think, say how you feel, regardless of what you, like, regardless of what the other person might say, because that's the only way we can like stick together and grow as a team. And I think that's been like been the biggest lesson for me, uh, being with these two guys here. It's like a band, man. It's like a band of relationships. It's always things like uh, we have to be true and honest with each other and ourselves, you know? Like, if you if you hold anything in a relationship back, you're only going to, like, dwell on it, you know? So, 
it's been that it's been a lot of things also just like you know it's kind of a mixture of both things like don't let anything get to your head kind of like he's saying don't get too excited about anything just kind of stay the course you know you might think something's gonna happen something isn't gonna happen you never know when a break might happen so just stay the course just work hard you know work as hard as you can and work hard without take trying to take like the professional wrestling business very seriously because uh like wrestling doesn't owe anyone anything you get in what you or you get out what you put in but at the same time don't let it consume your life don't let it be the only thing that you think about you know we all have lives you uh just try to do what you can when you can at the best of your ability yeah that's i mean that's a good one too you know man because it's like the three of us, at least, you know, we take this shit so seriously, but, like, at the end of the day, we all got into it because it was fun. Like, don't lose your love of the game in pursuit of trying to make a career for yourself. I like that. I like that. That's that. Those are that's all really great points to put across. Uh, listen, you guys have been around for a while. I'm sure each one of you have a different answer because I'm kind of curious about this as well. Uh, been in many different locker rooms, been around for a long time, but I do need one do and one don't of the locker room. Two. Let's do the don'ts first. Don't ask anyone for fucking wrist tape. <laughs> what? That's what? I mean, I don't do that. I always carry wrist tape. Wrist tape. Yeah. <laughs> don't be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got. This is this is the best one right here. Don't be the stinky guy in the locker room. That How about that? that Don't be the stinky guy. Always, you know, wash your nether regions, wash your underarms, and always carry deodorant. All right, that's your best friend right there, deodorant. We're all grown ups. No reason for any of you to be walking around smelling like, you know, sweat and stink. So don't be the stinky guy. Don't be the guy who's asking for handouts. So I need wrist tape. I need this. And don't sleep in the locker room. Ah, damn it. I was going to, you stole it. in the locker room. These are three really good important rules in the locker room to to follow. Mine was the least important. (laughs) (laughs) Sleeping in the the stinky is probably the most important. Don't be stinky. I don't know, man. Don't be stinky. pretty bad. I've seen people get kicked out of shows for that. If you stink, you just kind of stink. The stinky heat. You don't want stinky heat. Nobody wants stinky heat. Uh, what are the do's in the locker room? Uh, be a good person. Yeah, be just be kind to everyone. Yeah, be an asset. Right. If you can help in any way, help. Right, always be available for whatever is needed. And just be friendly, you know? Like, nothing makes the locker room feel more, you know, at, like a home than everybody kind of just being friendly with each other, having a good time, you know. Sometimes there's locker rooms where everybody's just going to each other, like, themselves, everybody's talking to each other. But if it's a locker room where everybody's talking and having a good time, the whole show goes, like, flies by and everybody's having a good time and it's just a good show. It keeps the morale up. So always have a right. good time in the locker room. Right. The business is already hard. No reason for anyone else to try to make it any harder for anyone else. That's pretty much it. You got one, Red Dog? You got one, man? Yeah, let's know. I, what's I your do's and don'ts, man? Yeah, what's I your do, don't? I, let's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna fully transfer like pull pull the scenes behind for everybody who don't know. So we have done 256 interviews, including this one right now. Uh, nice. I have heard a ton of do's and a ton of don'ts, but I will be honest, it's the first time I've ever heard someone say, Don't fall asleep. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's right in the book it, right man. away. Yeah, Maybe some of the people you brought on are, are victims, bro. Maybe they've been falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know that they were doing <laughs> their own thing. <laughs> yeah, that that a book what happened? <laughs> uh, you know, for me, my first do, and I, I really I want to caveat this because this would go into something that would give advice for people to do carry a notebook when you ask for advice. Like, God, I cannot have, I don't know how many times I've seen people ask a veteran for advice and then sit down and listen to that person and then just like, you know, and, and they've taken in the knowledge, but they just go away. And then like, right. I'll ask them a question, maybe like 15 minutes later, yo, what'd you talk about? Can't remember. 
like, yo, you should have been writing that stuff down. So I definitely tell people, like, I advocate, like, bring a notebook and, you know, jot some notes down really quick. Uh, one of the don'ts, uh, like, I, I hear that a lot. Don't be that guy regardless of whatever it is. Like, you know, you just have to be available, right, and be open, right, have fun. But also, like, just – Listen, if you if you wouldn't do something in front of your mom or in front of your grandmother, I know a lot of people are like oh, I don't I do it in front of my mom in front of your grandmother, don't do it. <laughs> just don't. Just like no, it's a bad decision immediately off the jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. For my dude too, I would add, um, ask for feedback, and if there's a name on the show or someone you respect or whatever, ask them if they have time if they could watch your watch match. match. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, carrying a notebook one is very good. Uh, I tell the students that's good role to always have a notebook in your book bag because you never know. Uh, there was a couple months ago where we went to PPW. We showed up and there was an impromptu Jay Lethal seminar going on. I was like, what the hell? I like, we would have known about this. We would have definitely showed up earlier. But it was just a, a, a seminar on the fly. It just happened. So you never know. So whenever we run past the... Whenever we cross paths again, uh, you guys can be like, "Hey, yo, let me check out your let me check out your bag," and you'll see in my bag I carry a sponge, and the reason why is just to remind me because I got it from the show. It's just to remind me to soak up knowledge while I'm there. It's just kind of like a little symbolic thing for me. Yeah, and that's man, if you have a look, you have a look through your bag, man. I'm like, oh, oh, I need that. I need that. I need <laughs> yeah. that. Yo, take this. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that- that is something, though. I think that's a good point. And, you know, um, I hate to, to word it like this because, you know, I'm not like, I don't know. Maybe I am old. I don't know. But, like, a lot of these newer wrestlers I do see, they don't try to soak up knowledge. They come and they do their match and then they play fuck around in the locker room. So, you know, it is important to try to be around. And, you know, you're on them shows to have fun, but also to learn and to get better. Yeah, every show is a learning experience, man. Every match, uh, every moment is a learning learning experience, whether it's good or bad, you know? And the worst thing is you see some guys who ask for, like, advice or critiques from, like, veterans or anybody at all, and you can kind of just tell they're just if, – if you're telling them that their match wasn't great, they don't even care anymore, you know? So I, I hate to see that. And you can kind of tell the difference between people who are doing that and the people who are actually – trying to apply what you're saying to them so that's like the worst thing to me. that's like a pet peeve to me to see that yeah well, one thing i think I, I hear it a lot too and a lot of veterans have told me this too they're like listen like a lot of people are going to give you advice a lot of people kind of sift through it find the things that you think are going to apply to you use that mm-hmm. and then continue on and like don't harp on like all of, everybody somebody's going to come to you and be like listen this is a shitty match cool how would you have fixed it bet at that point now they're gonna start giving you some stuff and you can start kind of digging around figure out what's what's gonna work and what's not because i know like for me listen my character is like deadpool right like i'm open about that like i'm just wild as shit i talk shit in a ring i have a gun spot that at one time like i pretended like i was shooting fake bullets from and i had a promoter come to me and i was like you can't use that spot because uh we want the show to be more realistic and I was like, okay, bet. So I got with another person who was a little bit more veteran than I was, asked them what they would do, and we came up with this whole new spot. And now, like, every person who's seen it is like, I would take that. And I was like, oh, appreciate this so much. <laughs> what was the spot, if you don't mind me asking? I'm curious. So before, like, it used to come off a clothesline, right? And it, it still does now, right? But uh, essentially, like, I would come out and I'd – legit you i'm not holding a gun like a finger gun right like obviously but then you would shoot like a person in the shoulders and the knees and then from there um guys would get back up and i would hit them with a clothesline a discus clothesline right now it's changed to the part where still can come off a clothesline it can come off of whatever but you put up you hold the gun just like you would have a gun right and dude smacks it out of my hand and it's up with the left hand right you one one to the shoulder one to the other shoulder kick uh kick right to the knee sweeps them out I grab him by the back of the head. I tell, and I still play with it because it's still fun for me. I tell him I have a grenade. We throw the grenade in the air, hit him with a D, <laughs> hit him with the Miz DDT, go for the pin. Nice, nice. But it was just—it was something that evolved over time, and it was something I let me be real. 
we were at a show. One of my friends was like, I think this might be a good idea. Because I, as I spitballed it to him, he's like, yeah, we should totally do that. Tried it. Crowd laughed at it. And I was like, bet, because that's what we were going for. And mm-hmm. I just kept applying it. And then kept changing it and evolving. And I think that's the other part, too, we would need to know to evolve. Like, yeah. you're going to have to. 100%, man. You got to evolve. Uh, and, like, try not to let other people too tell you to evolve. You should try to, like evolve on your own terms you know because uh once when we started we were a completely different trio with a completely different look and gimmick and uh the guys that you see today man is just the evolution of what we once were like we're nothing like what we were even from a year ago even from ring of honor like we are completely different guys now usually by the time someone else is telling you to change it's too late hmm. It's crazy when you see people who have been around for a long time. I, w- I would say more in the indies and TV. TV is a whole different world. It's a whole different entity. But when you see guys who have been on the indies for a long time and they've had the same shtick, they haven't tried any t- anything new, it's like, hey man, you might want to try something new. You know, we've we've changed. Like like uh, Adrian said, we're the whole different trio we are now than we were before. But in, those, in that time, we've changed so many times. So, I feel like there's been like different sagas for us, you know, like different chapters. You have like the original chapter and it was the chapter where we were teaming with Damien Priest. There was a chapter where we were doing uh like going around and uh doing shows in Georgia and stuff like that. We had always had different gear, maybe like different like uh we had the hand signs before, but it was always like different incarnations of us. And I always feel like you have to evolve. People that you see that don't evolve and they might not make it where they want to make it because they keep doing the same thing. It's just not working. Yeah, like we were rocking masks for a long time, man. Like that used to be our shtick, and then we saw House of Black start wearing masks, and I was like, you know what? We don't need the masks. Let's let's do something else. I know we can come up with something else, and that's what you're what you're see, what you're seeing today. A little more raw and reckless version of Primal Fear, more of a warriors law kind of type style stuff going on right now. It's pretty fun, man. I'm enjoying it. You're like a gang right now. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. So, listen, we're going to get into the second best segment of the Three Count Podcast. You're probably trying to figure out what the first is. It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the Three Count Podcast 10 Count Questions. This is how it works. So, there's three of y'all. I expect to have three different answers. But I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you guys rapid fast. Whoever wants to answer first, second, third, doesn't really matter. But regardless, whatever your answer is, that is your answer. Ready. So, Let's go. What we're going to do is we're going to put the imaginary timer for imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And here we go. Smackdown right. or Raw? Raw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I change my answer? Raw. I'm going raw. Yeah, I've changed. I like SmackDown. I don't know why I said that. Listen, raw. I just had to do a career mode in Here Comes the Pain, the old SmackDown game. I chose SmackDown because I knew who was on SmackDown. Always somebody good on SmackDown. Come on. I say raw because I like what's going on right now with the whole Cody Rhodes thing. I think he's doing a fantastic job on raw. Okay. Favorite movie? I'm going Rocky. Original Pope, Rocky. Pope, Pope Fiction. Uh, that's a rough one. Uh, Scarface. I was going to say Scarface. Scarface is a big one for me. <laughs> All right. PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, PlayStation. PlayStation, baby. All right, buddy, guys. <laughs> it's unanimous. <laughs> Favorite cartoon? Fuck Listen, when we say cartoons, anime is not included, right? Just like that's you know what that's your category. You can choose if you wanted to be a part of it. Let it be a part of it. All right, listen. This all I gotta do. All I gotta do is show this right there. You know what that is, right? The I pick. There we go. It's the Spider-Man cartoon. The old Spider-Man cartoon. The one from like the nineties. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. If if it's anything, if I had to watch one thing that was drawn and animated it's gonna be dragon ball z every day i'm sorry i could watch that any day so here we go yep, dragon ball z that's my nice. stuff right there so we're going android or apple apple 
Android. Mm. I'm on a MacBook right now, but still Android. <laughs> and I'm gonna go Android. I love both, but I'm going I'm just, since we have to choose. <laughs> okay, let's go. Favorite actor, The Rock. <laughs> I'm a big uh, Tom Hanks fan. <sighs> Damn. Uh this is supposed to be fast. Al Pacino? I don't know. There's so many. I got hit. The whole Godfather. Like, everybody who who acted on a Godfather is great. The whole cast. <laughs> yeah, the whole cast of Godfather. Yo, I like it, though. I like it. Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino is a great pick, though, man. It's not, yeah. I'm, I'm not even... Yeah. So, let's go. Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. Sonic. Yeah, yeah. Mario has better games, but Sonic's the cooler character. Yeah. So, I'm going Sonic. Mario's yeah, Mario like, himself is kind of whack. Yeah, he's whack. Yeah, but his games are so good, though. Yeah, he's just lame. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I recently just downloaded uh, an emulator on my phone and started playing Sonic all over again, but my emulator allows me to have Knuckles. So, like, hands down, like, i just been running all of, them, all of the Sonic games with Knuckles on it. <laughs> Which emulator? For what uh, system? It's for Android. So, I'll send you guys, oh, wow. send you guys the... So like Sega, that. like Sega, yeah, like Sega Genesis emulator. Yep. <laughs> Dope. Big Streets uh, of Rage fan on Sega get Genesis. Hell yeah, Streets of Rage was definitely where it was at. Uh, yeah. We gotta move. Oh, favorite podcast. The uh, Three Count Podcast, baby. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not like we have it marketed everywhere, like up on top. <laughs> <laughs> this has definitely been so much fun so far. Yeah, for sure. All right, so there is three of you guys, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping for three different answers. But nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Ooh, big bus, Getty Cahoon. Yeah, I'm going Getty Cahoon as well. Damn it, we gave the same Eric Martin. Yeah, I said Eric Martin, big busky, classic Eric Martin. Busty I only brand. have two friends in wrestling that aren't these two, and it's Eric and Getty. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go with my last question, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show. Favorite curse word? Fuck. fuck. Damn. I was about to yell it, too, <laughs> but I've been saying fuck like the whole time as we've been speaking, and the one time he's given us the chance to say it, I don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck is just so good man like you just like fuck you know if you catch me calling a match i'm dropping it no less than two thousand times <laughs> it's a it's a transition of a sentence it's fucking i need to everything go to fucking... I'm listen that has to be everyone's favorite curse word <laughs> yeah, it should be like what's better than that there's nothing better you'd be surprised actually you know what's funny is there's a lot of people i've had on the show uh, so aside from the word fuck, obviously, like we have, we have, we on this show have unanimously decided that fuck is probably the best curse word, but uh, shit has popped up a couple times. Damn, it's popped up. What about up. gutter slut? No, Ooh. that has not popped up yet. So <laughs> appreciate it for the originality. Someone said Jesus Christ. We had that one on here. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh. No, no. <laughs> Jesus butt fucking Christ. <laughs> that bomb in there too makes it even worse. <laughs> Jesus butt fucking Christ is the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody say it one time, and I was like, how does your brain even make that up? <laughs> it's such, like, a tragic, not tragic, but like, it was real. Like, yeah, it was real. Funny. <laughs> how did how's that even come to your brain to say that? Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> but, well, those are all my heavy-hitting questions. So the last thing that I have for you guys to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Oof, this is the fun part because there's a lot of us. Yeah. Started off, Gabriel. Alright. Uh Gabriel Hotter, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at fear underscore Gabriel13. I also have a what a maneuver and a pro wrestling tees individual store. Go ahead, Matt. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and I even have a Twitch channel that I stream games on. Matt Oman 999 across the board. Uh, you can also find me on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Matt Oman. 
And Adrian Soriano, I see it in parentheses on my screen right there. I, n- I didn't put that in. That popped up, uh, as you see it right there. Right, but, yeah, Instagram. I was like, damn, that was such a smart idea. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, at Soriano underscore Saga. Uh, I also have my own Pro Wrestling Tees store slash Adrian Soriano. Uh, as a unit, you can find us on ProWrestlingTees.com slash True Primal Fear. We are also on What a Maneuver. Just go to the stores, uh, look, and uh, just type in Primal Fear will pop up. You can hit us up uh, on our email at trueprimalfear at gmail.com for booking inquiries. We also have a YouTube channel where we've been uploading weekly vlogs. Uh, Vlog number four is coming out in a couple days. So just uh, go on YouTube, look up Primal Fear Vlog. And I think I got everything. Yeah, we right used there. to have a Facebook page, but somehow got deleted. So Mark Zuckerberg, uh, what the fuck is yeah. good? Yeah, we said fuck Facebook. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mark Zuckerberg, I have a question. Um, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> what, what the hell, bro? <laughs> that is, is absolutely an incredibly fucking crime that you guys got your Facebook page erased. Come on, Mark, figure that shit out. <laughs> Some bullshit, bro, but fuck them. <laughs> like you know, we don't need Facebook. We don't need Mark. Yeah, we don't need it. We need Mark. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dropping the MJF thing. So anybody's wondering, yeah, exactly. Like that just happened like a few days ago. So I'm not gonna. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been dropping that video on everybody's like every every chat room that we had. I've just been dropping that video like every time someone says something dumb. <laughs> just. Oh snap. But. Hey, okay, so they gave you all your handles. They told you where you can find them. They told you even about their own YouTube channel. So you guys need to go follow all their social media links. And here's the thing. Uh, we're going to take this like it's everybody's favorite part of the match. Home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entry Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And like every good Sherpa, it's never about you. It's about who's entering. And you see the guys right next to me. You see Gabriel. You see Matt. You see Adrian, the boys of Primal Fear. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys. And we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.